Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging out at the wonderful studios of Relate365.com in the beautiful Northwoods of Wisconsin. And uh, you know what? Fall is almost here. The leaves are starting to change. And I'm just excited, Dave, yep. which is odd considering the what's going on lately. Well, you know, why are you excited to have people here? Yes. Yeah. People are here coming back to camp, which has been fun. Uh, season and change. You know, I don't want summer to be over, you know, because I enjoy the warm right. weather. But there's something about the crispness of the it, fall. Of the fall. Now, you, you are uh, working with all of our program teams this summer. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know, Jason is the program director, is in charge of all the stuff that goes on program-wise in the summer and several retreats during the year. And so you, you had to deal with this uh, coronavirus thing. We did. All summer all long. All summer long. And uh, how, tell me a couple things. First of all, um, how did the summer go health-wise? What really changed for us this summer? Yeah. And, uh, and how important did you view from your chair um, actually being open and having kids here and that kind of stuff? Yeah, totally. You know, so summer went really well. You know, I, I suppose the first question that people think is like, well, did you have any cases? And, and the awesome thing is we went the entire summer without any cases of the coronavirus, which was amazing. In and fact, it, until the last week when we had to wear masks, right? we, we really didn't have much of anything. But the yeah. last week, the mask mandate in Wisconsin was on, and we had kids wear them. And we actually had quite a few colds Yes, that went around. So that was weird. Yeah, it was weird. And you can take that. For what, whatever you want whatever to. You it's want just to. one of those things. We did that notice an uptick in that, uh, but there was no coronavirus cases. But, no. uh, you know, going into summer, it was very unknown, you know, and, and I think a lot of people can relate to that because everything has been unknown the last couple of months with the coronavirus, or the last several months, I should say. But once we figured out a plan to reopen camp, um, you know, there was some uncertainty, but there was a lot of excitement because we felt like it was something that we needed to do. And we, we knew that those that would. After we laid out the parameters, you know, that those that felt comfortable within those parameters would come. And that's actually what happened. You know, we, we took steps to make sure that, you know, we had hand sanitizer stations, cleanliness, you know, all that stuff. Um, and even just limiting the amount of campers that we had. You know, we started off summer with, you know, two groups of 50. So we took camps, you know, kind of hosted rather than just doing one big program. We had two programs going on yep. at once, two schedules. And, and, and why did we do that? Worked out really well just to kind of separate into less exposure groups, I would okay. say. Um, that way we were able to work on that and, and do a few things. And, and it, we started off and we had two weeks like that and went really well. We're like, you know what? This is going really good. Let's up it. And then we did two groups of 100 um, with campers and all that. And, and it went really great. And, and the cool thing for me, and I think as, as I connected with a lot of the youth pastors, they would say the same thing. It was so good to be able to be in person again. Yeah. You know, and, and now obviously that's been happening a little bit more as, as things slowly have been opening up and been able to do more things. But at that point in the summer, you know, for a lot of, we, we draw a lot from Chicago as well and, and different states have been reopening on, on different timescales. And so for the, many of those students, it was their first time in months that they got to hang out in person and, and feel normal. Um, and it created an intimacy um, that I think that we haven't had here in camp before. And that, and that's what I told the students as they came, you know, I'm like, Obviously, the camp is going to look different this year, yeah. but it's still going to be camp, you know, and it was almost like there was this 24-hour, like, settling phase, you know, where, where they were kind of on edge, like, all right, is this going to be as fun? And then after 24 hours, they realized that camp was still camp, 
And, and even though we implemented a, a few changes, like it didn't impact the way that they experienced camp at all. Right. And if anything, it, it allowed them to open up and connect with their, with their cabins and with their counselors in a, in a, in a really huge way. You know, I remember, I think it was week two, um, connecting with a youth pastor as they were getting ready to leave. And I, cause I, I looked over him and he was bawling his eyes out. This is a youth pastor. I'm like, what's going on? Uh, he's like, man, he's like, you don't understand how much this has meant to me and my students. He's like, the last three months have been rough, but to, what we were able to do this week is incredible. He's like, I'm just thinking about going back home now and what we have to go through and it's going to be hard, yeah. but I'm so thankful for this, you know? And so that's, it, it was the cool stories with that. I mean, we had young people come to Jesus this summer. We, we served just about um, a thousand students this summer, which was incredible. I mean, it's, it's a fraction of what we usually do. But in my mind, it was a success because we were able to be a refuge and a place for people to have normalcy, yeah. you know, and as we preach, approach fall, that's, that's really the message that we're sending out there. It's like, you know, at some point, um, we have to realize that life is a risk regardless of what it is and life needs to happen. Why? Because we're designed to do life together. Right. Um, and, and, and there has to be that authentic relationship. And so we're inviting those that, that are feel comfortable say, come back. Come join us. You need camp. Absolutely. Um, and, and you need just to be able to do life, unplug. And, and that's the beauty of where we're at. We're in the north woods of Wisconsin. We kind of create a bubble because we're on the edge of the national forest. There's really not a whole lot of people around us. And, and every weekend, even this fall, you see it. You know, it's the same experience that we had during the summer where people come and they're kind of like tense yeah. and, and anxious just with, with all that's going on. And literally a day into the retreat, all of a sudden you, you can literally physically see People just let go, let down, and relax and enjoy life again. And it's so refreshing. Yep. You know, I think, I think vulnerability is important in life. Yeah. I think in every aspect it is. Mm -hmm. and, and vulnerability is being able to say, you know what, we can't guarantee that everybody that comes to Silver Birch Ranch is going to be corona-free when they go home. Right. And that, that's even what we said this summer. It's like, all right, we got this coronavirus thing, but that doesn't mean lice has disappeared. That doesn't mean bed bugs right. has disappeared. That doesn't mean the flu has disappeared. I mean, that's stuff that in camping ministry we've had to deal with. I mean, we've been, this was our 53rd summer. Right. You know, so it, it's nothing new to us. Now, thankfully, we were clear of that this summer too. But I mean, that's the reality for us is that it's not just the coronavirus. Right. It could be anything within a camp contest. Absolutely. And that's what we need to remember is that, yes, there's the coronavirus, but there's life. Right. And there's an inerrant risk in life in general when you do stuff. There is. And that really, Jason, is what I'm trying to help people understand. I think that it's so important that we look at health in more than just one dimension. Yeah. 100%. You know, it's, it's not just corona-free life means life. Right. There's other aspects of life that are very important. And being with one another, looking at one another, being in relationship, doing things. These are important aspects of health. Our, mm -hmm. cult our culture, our people are in trouble right now. Yeah. There's too much depression, too much anxiety, too much. And, and really, it's a byproduct of isolation. It's a byproduct of, of fear. Yeah. And I'm not sure that we should be, those of us that know the Lord, should be that fearful. Mm-hmm. I think we could take precautions. What precautions have we taken here at camp? Just because we, it's not like we said, let's just throw caution to the wind. Right. So what have we done to try and help the, you know, people be at ease for coming up? Right. I mean, we've, I think we installed, what, 80-something 
hand sanitizer yes, we station. Did. So yep. like literally everywhere you go, if you want to hand sanitize, you can hand sanitize. You know, obviously we, we're encouraging hand washing all the time. We put up some, you know, screens on our line and, and all that sort of stuff. And, um, you know, just encouraging people to, to space out. I mean, the, we're on, we're on a hundred acres, right? right. hundred acres, you yep. know? And so it's, you're outdoors most of the time. And before Anyways, they come, we're asking them to be healthy, be healthy, you know? And so, you know, during the summer, we asked them to take their temperatures for 14 days. You know, now we, we, I feel like as a culture, we know a little bit more. So now it's seven days, you know, for a fall retreats and just saying, Hey, come healthy. You know, a lot, nobody knows your body better than you. And so if you're taking your temperature, if you're, you know, checking yourself you know whether or not you're you know and, and is it is it foolproof probably not well of course not but yeah. but it, it seems to be working and allowing people to come and experience you know being able to unplug and, and connect with god again yeah. and and with each other and that's that's the important thing you know i'm finding that really the habits that we're developing are just good habits we're learning some things that are going to help us in the future yeah for example we had a lot of fans in, in cabins this year, this right. summer. Yep. So we had windows open. And whenever I went in to check to make sure the fans were on, these smaller cabins had two windows open at least with a fan in each window. It was like a wind tunnel. Almost, oh, yeah. You know? I mean, wind coming in. And, and we were told that that makes a difference in a small cabin. You don't want to lock it up and have people in there. Great. Our, our students that are at Nicolay Bible Institute were doing regular classes. Yep. They're sitting there. They so enjoy the fact that they could be in person, in a real class, doing things relationally. Mm-hmm. And what we did, again, was we work at air circulation. Yep. We, we bought some air filters for each of the dorm rooms. Yep. I've asked them if their window's open to please shut it off because we're not trying to filter the world. <laughs> uh, but in their, in their class. And you know what's interesting? The first day they were in there, yeah. I had three young men come to me and say, boy, those filters are great. And I'm thinking, how in the world do you know? Because you didn't get corona last night? You know what I mean? <laughs> how, how do you know this? Yeah. And they, but they were people who suffer from allergies normally. Oh, okay. And they said, we woke up allergy-free today. Wow. And I thought, okay. And, you know, and, and here in the studio, I installed the same one. Yeah. So when people come and we're doing things, it's really, it's really we're taking some precautions that really will help stop the flu. Yeah. They'll help stop the common cold a little bit. They'll help, you know, I mean, whatever. And I think that's what we've learned in a way is we can do a few things mm-hmm. that actually will help a little bit more right. than we used to do on all the kinds of diseases. But we'll never be where we're disease-free. Right, right. And no church will be, no country will be, we won't be. Right, and, and that's even true when we get a vaccine for this thing. I mean, you think of the common flu, and even if you get the flu shot, you can still get the flu. Right. You know, and the same thing will be with the coronavirus. You know, even if you get a coronavirus vaccine, it's still going to be a risk. Right. Um, and that's what we need to realize. Yeah, I think people need, I think the word, the, the word of the day should be respect. Yeah. They just need to respect other people in yeah. a way where if I'm not feeling well, I should stay home. Right. But if I am feeling well and I have no indication of a problem, then I should act like I'm well. Yeah, and, and those are the two, that's the respect factor to me. Yeah. Uh, Linda and I, my wife and I, have taken our temperatures since March every day. Yeah. We have it recorded on a calendar. And I also went one step further because this uh, coronavirus thing is a, a thing that gets in your lungs and cuts down your capacity for oxygen. I, also, I actually have one of those oximeters that you put on your finger too. Mm. And so every day I check my oxygen levels and I check my temperature. Mm. I am in the 
um, danger zone or whatever I am, it, my, both my age and my previous lung problems and et cetera, I really probably shouldn't get the coronavirus. Yeah. I mean, probably. I, I don't know anyone that should, but I, I probably am in, I'm in that higher risk group. But all summer, you saw me. I interacted with campers. I spoke to them. I, I, yep. I did what I needed to do. And at the same point, I just took normal precautionary measure, measures and then prayed and said, God, your will be done. I mean, honestly, you'll either protect us or you won't. Mm-hmm. But I do know the importance of being together. And I want to encourage all of those listening. We need to do fellowship, community. We need to do it better. Yeah. And we need to continue to do it. I'm not saying we need to gather in groups of 10,000. I'm, I'm not saying that. But we do need to continue to understand the importance of human relationships, face-to-face relationships. And if we can figure out a way to be reasonable with checking if people are well, I think we need to move forward. Mm-hmm. I personally think we need to get kids back in school. Yeah. I think we need to work with schools just like we worked with camps to try and do the best they can. But when was the last year? You have kids in school. I do. When yeah. was the last year they went through a school season without a flu outbreak? I don't know. Yeah, I don't think they have. Right. right. Every year there's one somewhere. Right, right. You know, I mean, last year the schools up here were closed down for a while. Right. That was before corona. Could have been corona. I Could have been, right. But it's like, no. And, and for us, I remember how I dealt with it because we were running a youth club in town. I went to Walmart, I bought some hand sanitizer, put it out, and every time I went and did something with a kid, I sanitized because I said, man, there's a lot of flu going around. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how I dealt with it. We didn't shut down club. We didn't yep. you know, change anything. We just said, okay, be a little more careful because right now there's a, a pretty bad flu going around, and, mm-hmm. and it's, some of our schools actually were shutting down because of it. Yeah. So I don't think that's unusual. Right, right. And I don't think sickness will ever go away mm-hmm. we we fix this hey, when you grew up there were always sicknesses right mm-hmm. so there's different philosophies so when i was young mumps measles our parents looked for people who had them and took us over to their That's house it, right right or you, chicken you, pox. i didn't know if your age they did the same uh, i can't remember i feel like i don't know i can't remember if i got the chicken pox or not. I, I think i did oh uh, we we definitely but yeah you I, definitely I mean, went over to somebody's house right. if they were sick. oh you got the chicken pox all right let's go over there oh. can you imagine today doing that right i mean it was normal oh yeah let's go get this over with yeah i i think the mentalities have changed through the years right it's like i i never should have chicken pox i'm not rooting for anyone to have chicken pox and i understand there could be ramifications if you mm-hmm. do. So if you're twisting my words saying, Dave just loves it when people get sick. I, that's not true. Right. I'm just saying the mentality has changed. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's something to be said about human interaction, developing an immune system, mm-hmm. and being able to actually be with people. Yeah. Because we weren't meant to live in isolation. Right. So I'm really proud of you, Jason, and the other staff that was here this summer that we could offer a place where kids could come. And I yeah. just couldn't believe the positive results in kids' lives. They just were so thrilled mm-hmm. to be a part of something so big right. uh, to them. In fact, they got nicknamed after a while, and I actually accidentally used it from speaking we, when kids were leaving. It's like, we got to go back to Coronaville. You know I mean? Coronaville. Which, which basically meant, I'm going to get locked up again. Yeah. And they were, their tears were unbelievable because they were so enjoying right. 
the freedom of the Northwoods. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and being I, able to do life again. Yeah, yeah, you being know. able to, to do it. Now we're looking at the fall, and the students are here, and uh, we're certainly hoping, and I invite our guests that are listening to pray for Nicolay Bible Institute and Silverbird Ranch throughout the next few months, that God would give us the wisdom that we need to stay mm-hmm. healthy because there are factors out there that, that still could shut us down. Right, absolutely. I mean, we're not, we're just saying we're vulnerable. We're doing, I think, what we would consider reasonable. Mm-hmm. At the same point, I think that we need to continue to do it. Right. And uh, I would love to see churches join us and figure out how to join us in this with the simple rule that re- remains in place. It's the most important rule. If you're healthy and you really think you're healthy, you have no reason to think you're sick, mm-hmm. then you need to be with other people. Right, absolutely. And that, that's kind of the rule. Um, and if you're not, then I think you need to isolate yourself for a little bit and get healthy again and let the rest of the body of Christ know the problem so we can bring you soup. Yeah, and, 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 that, and that's the reality. You know, and if you're looking to get away, you know, I encourage you to go to our website, silverbridgeranch.org. You know, we have a lot of fall retreats that we're offering, and we'd love for you to jump on them. You know, Absolutely. whether you're, wherever you're at in life, you know, whether you have kids, whether you're single, whether you're parents, whether you're, you know, whatever it is, we have a bunch of different things. Uh, we're even doing a first ever mom camp oh, for fun. moms out there, and that's in October. So, you know, feel free to head over there and check it out. Because like we said, we, we would love to have anybody that wants to come because we, we see the importance of it. Yep. And I think you can decide, I'm going to, if you want to work with youth or whatever, you can decide, I'm going to monitor my own health in a way where I can prove that I'm doing it. So I've encouraged people in youth work, just take your temperature every day. Just take it. It's so minimal. And immediately someone will throw the exception at me. Well, you know, you could have the corona and not have a fever. I understand that. You can have a lot of things and not show signs. Is that a bad thing? Yeah. You know, I mean, honestly... If you think you're healthy, you have no indicators that you're not, please act healthy. That's right. all I'm saying. And, and what's interesting, I watched a lot this year. There about, I think it's about 80% of the camps across the country closed. Yeah. And honestly, for many of those camps, I don't know if they'll open again. Right. Because there's no possible way that nonprofits like ourselves can sustain period after period after period of being closed. Right. There, there's no, we are, you already lose money. Right. So you can't keep doing that. But one of the things that I, that I was amazed at is the people who went through these really some really rough times at some of the camps, some of them opened and they had huge outbreaks and the health department closed them down. Mm-hmm. And some of them had small outbreaks, but I, w- I would listen to their Zoom conferences yep. and try and learn from them. And every single one of them was asked, so in retrospect, would you have opened? Mm-hmm. 100% said yes. Yeah. And they said, give advice to those camps right now that are struggling with what to do. And 100% of them said open. Yeah. We're not here to, to live in fear. Mm-hmm. We're not here to stay closed. Yeah. We either do what we're here to do or we need to get out of ministry. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Those are the things that, that have to happen. Right. Just try and do it safely. Mm-hmm. The other thing I was impressed with was there was a, a lady at one of the camps, and they had a pretty severe outbreak. An event, and she was talking on Zoom, and she was asked, so how do you know when somebody has coronavirus? And she said, you know, originally we, we depended on the temperature thing and, you know, what the medical people were saying. But she said, really, 
that didn't always work. We sent a lot of people in to get tested and they were negative, you know, and so we were getting frustrated because they were fitting the profile, but they weren't sick. And, mm -hmm. you know, we didn't know what to do. She said, finally, I began to be able to diagnose who had it, and who didn't myself better than any of the medical stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was like, really, how did you do that? She said, because Corona is really interesting, like any disease, it takes you out of your normal. Yeah. And that's what we had to start looking at. Not necessarily, okay, so if your normal temperature is, my, my normal is like 96.7. Mm -hmm. So if that's your normal temperature and all of a sudden you run in 99, that's not normal. Yeah. So why don't you investigate that? Mm -hmm. You know, um, she said, most of the time I was right on it. If you normally have allergies, then that's not corona. Mm -hmm. You know, if you normally react to lice and you have lice, it's not corona. Mm -hmm. You know, if you, whatever it might be. Yeah. However, if all of a sudden there's a weird, unusual thing that's going on physically, that's what you want to check out. Mm -hmm. And she said it, it, to her throughout the summer, it was, they were the weirdest things that I was able to diagnose. Yeah. You know, it wasn't fever necessarily all the time. It was, it was just someone coming and said, you know what, this, this bothers me, and it never did before. And I go, well, let me talk to you some more. Mm -hmm. Those people, she said, she got 100% right. When mm -hmm. she said it was corona, she was 100% right on it, and the whole factor was odd. Yeah. I mean, if something's odd. So as, as our listeners are in ministry or families or school teachers listening or whatever, right. that's the advice I guess I would give you. You look for something that doesn't fit a normal pattern. Mm -hmm. And when you see it, stop it right. and start asking questions. Go get it checked out. And perhaps you can continue to do ministry in the meantime uh, with those who are well. Because I'm so afraid that we're limiting people who are healthy mm -hmm. from being healthy right. and acting healthy. Right. And, and, and it's just important to get together again. It is. You know, there's some things that we think is worth it whether it's going to the grocery store or going to do this, that, or the other. And so it's just a matter of, of realizing, all right, here's, here's the situation and, and doing it. Yeah. And especially know? we're not forcing anyone. No. So, so I, you know, someone would come to me and say, I think you're trying to spread disease. And I just look at them and say, well, don't come. Right. I, we're not forcing people to do anything. Right. If you're not comfortable with our protocols, please don't come. Right. And we're not even mad at you. Just go on with life. Mm -hmm. And I think we need to understand. I think um, one of the message points I've been giving to young people lately is our society is very addicted to being offended. Yeah. And so nobody's trying to offend anybody by talking about the coronavirus, what you do. Some people are so, oh, if you're wearing a mask, you're of Satan and you're, you're communistic and all this kind of stuff. And others are saying, if you don't wear a mask, you don't love anybody. It's like, you know what? We got to stop those two extremes. Mm hmm. There are people that, that think you should wear a mask and they, they think it's right, and so go ahead. And there are those who don't for some reason, you mm -hmm. know. Um, I personally wear one if I go into a store that requires it. Yep. But I do have a condition in my lung where I'm not, it's not good for me to wear one. Mm -hmm. So I don't. And it, at the same point, if I think you're uncomfortable, I'll put one on. Mm -hmm. And so it's not really a matter of my own personal conviction at this point of, I, I do, just for the record, have a friend who's a doctor that said masks are really for sick people. Mm -hmm. And he just smiled and left. And so I don't know what that means completely, except for if you're not sick, maybe mm. that isn't an issue for you. Yeah. 
Um, but I would suggest that we be kind to everybody. Kindness could be go a long way. Right. We don't need to push our agenda. Right. If you really don't believe in a mask, please don't preach to those mm-hmm. who have one on. Right. You know, my brother's a pastor, and one time we were talking uh, when this all, they were trying to figure out how to start church again, and, mm-hmm. and he just looked at me at one point with almost tears in his eyes. He's so tired. He said, "I wish my people would talk about something other than masks." Mm. And I saw the fatigue in him. Yeah, it's like please. Anything but masks. Mm-hmm. Talk about anything. And I thought, yeah, we got to stop that. Yeah. So I'm encouraging all our listeners, make it the last conversation on masks. Don't talk about them anymore. Just do what you're going to do and do it respectfully. Mm-hmm. And um, together down the road, we'll see what happens. And we'll find that this virus, like the flu, like um, other sicknesses that are still around, you know, won't probably ever get eliminated. Mm. Um, I remember the first time I heard the word cancer. Hmm. It's been around ever since I heard it. Right, and that doesn't have a vaccine. It doesn't. And I know it's not catchy. I understand. Well, I don't know what. I don't know anything. I, <laughs> it, can't, can't quote it, you on that? Yeah, if, you, well, you can because in that sense, I really Dave don't. Dave Wager, end quote. I, I, don't, I don't know anything. Know. I'm joking. But I, but I do know that, you know, okay, um, I, through the years, it seems like as a kid I kept thinking, Oh, there's a new disease that came out that could kill everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember thinking that. Yeah. And it's like, and once they come out, they're here like forever. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad, his best friend died of polio. And um, he was a big polio vaccine advocate mm. because his best friend, Paul, um, when they were young, died of polio. He made sure I got a vaccine for it when it came out and mm-hmm. it was a sugar cube at a fire station it was very simple to do back in my a day sugar cube really it was wow. you stopped at the fire station on the way home from school because we all walked uphill both ways to school all that kind of stuff rain steep that's right and all that yep. and, and i always went oh well I, there's two routes i could go i could go past the fire station or i could go another route but once the fire station was in charge of um giving out vaccines i went past there stopped in took your name and they they put a drop of whatever in a sugar cube Huh. And I took it and went home. Interesting. And uh, stopped by for another one, and they wouldn't give it to me. <laughs> I guess I, you, know, you want the sugar, but yeah. as a we'll kid, you, it's we'll like. We'll give you a plain sugar cube. That was good. You know, you guys got another one? Yeah. Um, but once you had it, and I think there were several doses of that, though, that you did have to. I can't remember now. I just remember the fire department sure. did it. Which is funny. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, did, it seemed a little looser than today yeah. on how things were done. Well, that's. Everything was looser back then. Yeah. I was that generation, again, where you went and caught mumps on purpose. So yep, yep. it's those things that were looser. Yeah. I think we could use a dose of grandma and grandma about now that, mm. that basically are saying, wash your hands, Johnny. Yep. And probably don't cough in people's faces. And let's make sure that we do everything we can. If they get sick, you bring them some chicken soup. Yep. You know, and let's see if we can't get them back healthy again. I think that's what a healthy culture does. We don't run in fear. Mm-hmm. We, we deal with what's in front of us. Yeah. And I think the next uh, part of our program, we need to talk more about that. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, you know, if you missed part of this discussion, I encourage you to head over to Relate365.com and check out this podcast and even some of our previous episodes, you know, because what we want to do is we just want to offer um, just a glimpse at, at what runs our lives, and that's the hope that we have through Jesus. And so we just talk about everyday stuff, and in this case, it was talking about our summer here at Silver Ranch um, in, in light of coronavirus and, and the importance of just at some point doing life um, as we go forward, even in the midst of unknowns. Um, and that's because we have a Savior who is sovereign over all things. And so we could trust him and we can lean on to him. Uh, but that's all the time we have for, for you guys today. We thank you for joining us and we will see you here next time in Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave. Take care. Bye-bye.